Welcome to our second episode of the CRE Advantage. My name is Charles Williams. I am the managing member and owner of Pioneer Realty Capital. Today we have with us Mr. Alejandro Rubio. Uh, Mr. Rubio serves as a loan originator for Pioneer Realty Capital. Uh, good to have you, Alejandro. Nice to be here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Well, it's good for you to be here. So today our topic uh, is on the capital markets. And so there's no better person to talk to than Alejandro because he deals with the capital markets every day in his job. Right. Tell you a little bit about Alejandro. He graduated from the University of Texas at Arlington with a degree in accounting. Here at Pioneer Realty Capital, he's worked as an analyst, an underwriter, and now a loan originator. And in his role, he's underwritten probably close to a billion dollars worth of projects, right? Almost there. Yeah. So, Alejandro, um, how would you describe the capital markets? So, the way I like to describe the capital markets is that's where all the money comes from. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so many sources of capital partners that are involved. Mm -hmm. um, to name a few, there's, uh, there's banks, pension funds, private debt funds, uh, equity funds, real estate investment trusts, wow. insurance companies, hedge funds, family offices, investment banks. There's so many I could keep going. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's funny because uh, most of the time when we ask someone how a commercial real estate deal is financed, most often the first thing that comes to their mind is they say Banks. the bank, yeah. right? Right. And uh, it, but you named a lot of organizations that certainly are not banks, right? Right. right. So, uh, so that really uh, kind of poses a question. I know that with a bank, if a person wanted a loan, they can go to the local branch uh, and talk to a loan officer or, or call up the bank and, and they're, uh, I guess, guided to a loan officer. Um, but these other organizations, does it work the same? Can you call up an insurance company and say, hey, I want to talk to a loan officer? So you can't. So these, uh, per se, life insurance companies, they don't have a lending side or an origination side, but that's where we come in. Uh, we serve as their originators, so we bring the opportunities in, we vet them, make sure that they're good, and then we essentially uh, submit them to their credit. Okay, well that makes a lot of sense. So uh, we're more like a third-party loan origination group, right? Uh, where they outsource the loan originating part of that loan process to companies like ours. Right. Well, I can see where that makes a lot of sense. That reduces their costs. They don't have to pay for the overhead of hiring loan originators or marketing their products. They depend on us to market the product and then to originate that deal. Is that yeah, correct? You're exactly right. Well, that's, that's very interesting. So now when you're looking at a, a loan request, um, how do you determine which of your capital partners you're going to send that loan request to? So typically what I like to do is, the first thing I do is I figure out what phase the property is in. Mm -hmm. So I like to think that there are three main phases. Mm -hmm. um, the first one being the property is either getting ready to get constructed, uh, the property is either in transition with limited cash flow, or the property has a healthy cash flow so it's more on a permanent basis. Uh, once I figure out where it's at, then I have to sit down with the sponsor and I figure out what their business plan is. Um, you know, we got sponsors that are looking to hold the uh, loan short term and there's some that are looking for more of a long term deal. 
Um, so once I figure out what they're trying to do, then I know which way to take them. Now, have you ever had a, a situation where a client uh, comes to you with a loan request, but they really don't have uh, a strategy, or we call it a capital acquisition strategy, uh, for that asset? So that happens all the time, even uh, you know more of the uh, one-time investors to the more experienced investors. You know, we always like to sit down with them and kind of go over all the strategies mm -hmm. and just figure out which is the best plan to execute their strategies. Okay. And why would you say that matters? Uh, I mean, you know, after all, uh, they just need a loan, right? right. <laughs> so, you know, I could give you an example. One of the w worst things or last things we would like to do is have an investor that just wants to hold uh, an asset for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. But if we lock them into a long-term period, you know, they'll be facing some pretty hefty prepayment penalties. Mm. So we always like to know what their business plan is so we could structure them or set them in the correct loan. Okay. So Alejandro, have you ever had a situation where you've gotten a loan request in, um, you've collected all the information, you've gone through the underwriting process uh, of the deal, uh, you collected all the due diligence documents, ordered title, you're ready to close that deal. You're at the closing table. And then all of a sudden, that deal falls apart. Has that ever happened? That probably never happens to you, right? See, I would love to say that it's never happened to me. Right. But, you know, we're in the commercial real estate side where it happens you know, every once in a while. Right. Um, you know, every deal we have, no matter how easy or how hard it is, it always has obstacles to it. So it's, it's, there's always something. So, so what do you do? I mean... Uh, that poor client, they pay a pretty hefty deposit to uh, get those third-party reports. Uh, <clears throat> so if the deal falls apart at the closing table, you just say, well, you know, that's just how it goes. Uh, so in order to mitigate that, you know, we always like to have a plan B, C, D, and so on. Um, you know, whether the initial investor just doesn't want to do the deal anymore or they retrade us last minute, we always have a capital partner that's ready to pick up the deal and just get us through the finish line. Okay. So it sounds like that you have some simultaneous underwriting going on. There's always work happening behind the scenes. So, yeah. Okay. Well, good. And um, why would you say clients benefit from that? Uh, so, like you said, we don't want them to lose their deposits. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't want them to lose out on maybe a deal that was off market, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, they always have their business plan, so we, won't, we don't want them to have any hiccups. So we always have a backup plan in order to make sure that, you know, these strategies going to get executed. Okay, well, very good. What Pioneer Realty Capital did for me was to find the absolute best financing options out there. Integrity is really important. You have to live your life by that. Do the right things on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment, step-by-step basis. Customer service is what I look for. That's the lens from which I see the world. It, it's the context in which I live in hospitality is superior customer service. In the case of Pioneer, they're doing such a great job of it. So Alejandro, no doubt you deal with all types of customers. You deal with clients who are very experienced in commercial real estate. Uh, maybe they're an institutional investor and their documents are well organized, everything is clean, you get a clean package, and that's, that's an easy deal to do. Right. But on the other end of that spectrum, perhaps you're dealing with someone who's transacting a deal 
for the first time or maybe the second time, if you were to give them some advice and, uh, that would help them get the best deal possible in the capital markets, uh, what would you recommend to them? So I believe one of the best pieces of advice I would always give uh, my clients is just to be transparent with us, you know, just be honest with us. Uh, not to say that they're dishonest, but just provide all the information um, just so we could sit down, underwrite the whole opportunity, um, figure out what the best strategy is and how to execute it, and ultimately be their capital markets advocate. Well, that's a very interesting point that you bring up. Um, what happens uh, in your experience uh, when we're presented with information uh, that may not be uh, accurate? We, you know, for, perhaps an example would be um, we receive someone's personal financial statement uh -huh. and, and we're looking to measure their liquidity on a deal. Right. And it shows that they have a gazillion dollars in the bank, right? Right. Do you, you mean you actually go and check to see if that money exists? Yeah, so typically we'd like, so a saying we have here at Pioneers, we'd like to trust but verify. Okay. So uh, with, you know, financial statements like that, we always want to make sure that we're presented with the correct statements as well as us presenting the correct or accurate statements to the capital markets. Um, so typically with this example, we would... Uh, we would have to look at their bank statements and make sure and validate that there is that amount of money in their bank bank accounts. Yeah, and of course, obviously, uh, a deal that uh, shows a person has a strong financial statement is going to be priced differently right. than a deal where a person's financial statement may not be as strong. Right. So ultimately, if they provide us with incorrect information, our soft quote is not going to be as accurate as they would like it to be. So once we go through the full underwriting process, you know, the the quotes or the ultimate terms are just going to be a lot different. Ah, okay. So it impacts uh, how effective we can be in the capital markets right. in representing their deal. Right. So is there any other advice that you would uh, recommend if you're working with a client who's transacting a deal for the first time? Yeah, another piece of advice is I would recommend that they work with a with a pretty good CPA, mm -hmm. um, so they could keep their their statements and their property taxes, you know, personal taxes, all in order. Um, and with that, you know, it allows us to be a lot quicker with executing and organizing the whole packet, so we could get it submitted to credit a lot quicker, a lot smoother. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense, and that allows us to really provide them the best loan available. Right. Uh, good information, clean information, information that's easily validated and verified uh, really leads to a good outcome in most cases. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot to learn about the capital markets. Uh, sure I is. mean, we really just touched the very high level surface of the capital markets. And for the benefit of our audience, uh, what we're planning to do is over the next several weeks, bring in actual capital partners uh, to uh, talk about their various loan programs. Uh, what you're going to find is that some of these capital partners are very, very good at specific uh, types of loans or uh, specific uh, types of asset classes. So we'll talk about uh, what these capital partners are good at, uh, what it takes to get a loan submitted to them, and how we can uh, anticipate the best outcome for that loan request. So we'd like to invite you back 
uh, to come to our podcast, our episode number three. I think you'll find it very interesting, uh, but we thank you for taking some time uh, to join us today, and uh, we look forward to talking with you again next week.